discussing movie podcast. Every week we discuss a movie and then one of us suggests the next movie for us to watch and discuss. All the movies are available from the major streaming services so that you can participate right along with us. I'm your host, Dale Maxfield. I'm joined this week by Aaron Caldwell. Hello. Christine Deacon. Hi. Josh Dean. Hello there. Alicia Walker. Hello. Nathan McKinney. Hello. And Zach Rowland. Hey. And today's episode will be about 13 Ghosts from 2001. Uh, It was Zach's suggestion. The synopsis of that movie is when Cyrus Kritikos, a very rich collector of unique things, dies, he leaves house and fortune to his nephew and family. While they're inside, they find out they are not alone. Um, Some of those missing words were in the synopsis. Some of the added words for... (laughs) Clarity were from me, so I take no responsibility for that first sentence, but okay. Um, So we're going to start by talking about uh, things we've been watching lately, things that have uh, caught our interest in the last week or so. Um, I will start. uh, I watched um, The Closer. I think Josh brought that one up last time or the time before. Um, I think somebody did. Maybe not. <laughs> Someone sure. somewhere talked about uh, the closer uh, Dave Chappelle's comedy special. Um, anyway, it's on Netflix. Um, I really enjoy it. It's a it's an interesting look back at his previous Netflix specials and kind of dealing with some of the fallout and controversy around all of that. And uh, it's it's funny. It's irreverent, and uh, will probably be very controversial itself in two or three years because the the guy has a unique perspective on the world, and that perspective has always changed. So, um, but I, I I did I really enjoyed it, and I've enjoyed um, all of his Netflix specials. So. Um, Christine, how about you? So I recently rewatched Ponty Pool, a great horror film, Canadian horror film. Uh, it takes place in Ponty Pool, Canada, uh, and it is about a radio host who intercepts this like radio signal, and the whole town is like being uh, taken over by this virus that has been infecting the language itself, just mm. words in particular, and it's a new take on like how zombieism is spread, and it's a really interesting way of uh, taking on that kind of horror genre, and it terrified me the first time I watched it, because I am a writer, and it is a really, really scary thing for me to think about how understanding words can make them uh, cause danger, um, and that was, it's a really great film, so I think people should check it out. Uh, you can watch it on AMC or IMC Plus, or IFC Plus. Amphirifc plus and uh, that's how I watched it. Cool. 
I'll probably check that one out. Uh, Josh, how about you? Uh, yes, I watched um, They Look Like People is the name of it. It's a uh, horror movie. Uh, it's a three-hander. Well, two-hander, really. Um, and uh, it's these two guys who have grown up together. And one of them is uh, slowly succumbing to the idea that um, people are being replaced by kind of alien pod people. Um it's a lot like Take Shelter, uh, a lot, uh, because you're constantly wondering if it's in this guy's head or if he's actually dealing with the uh, supernatural forces. Um, he starts arming himself. He comes to New York and starts living with an old friend of his whose life is falling apart on its own. So these two guys kind of, uh, it's how they relate to each other and relate to this, uh, to one of them's uh, downward spiral. Um into either madness or the heart of an alien invasion. But, uh, yeah, cool. it's uh, where'd you watch it? Really on? Good. Um, where shutter. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've watched 31 horror movies so far this, uh, this month. So they all kind of blur together for where I watch them, but yeah. Uh, 31 so far, so yes. far. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Deal. Are those um, Josh? Are those all new horror movies you haven't seen before? Exactly. Yes. Oh, wow. That had that was the rule. Yeah. Right on. Uh, do you watch uh, Cinemassacre, like uh, James Rolfe, Angry Video Game Nerd, his stuff? No, never heard of it. He did this series uh, called um, Monster Madness. Mm-hmm for years that was always a like a short review video of 31 different horror movies every year and he did it basically until he ran out of like niches or concepts to draw from Mm. so like there's a year that's all about like the classic monster movies and all that kind of stuff probably really enjoy that oh absolutely um aaron how about you uh, so recently, the new uh, Halloween movie came out, Halloween Kills. I watched it. Uh, it's available on Peacock right now. Uh, I thought it was pretty fantastic. Um, it, it's definitely different from other Halloween films. Oh, yeah. But uh, it's it's so good, and it sets up for a fantastic finale. Uh, so I'm I'm really excited about that, but uh, I did want to say, Christine, if you like zombie films, you should look up the movie The Girl with All the Gifts. If you haven't watched it, it's really good. Cool. Nathan, how about you? So uh, I've been kind of digging into some old horror movies as well. I guess both of us have. Um, uh, we picked up one uh, that I had never seen before uh, called Sisters by Brian De Palma with the fabulous Margot Kidder, which is maybe aside from Lois Lane roles, it might be the second or th- maybe the second thing I've seen her in that was not Lois Lane. Um, she plays a French speaking woman from Quebec or Ontario or one of those places up there. It's Canada. Who cares? The French area is up there. Uh, I don't know if she's actually from there, but I was kind of like squinting a little bit at her French accent. Kind of like I was squinting at the whole movie. Honestly, 
if you watch it ironically, almost exclusively ironically, it's a lot of fun. But don't walk into it thinking it's just going to be a great movie. I was highly oh, entertained pretty much the, the whole way. The Canadian accent is very different than the French accent. Oh, is it? Because it was quasi bad. But it was still questionable. It that's how Quebec that's how people that speak French like like th- that they notice it. They notice like a massive difference. So it sounded like me doing a French accent, which is not saying very much. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's like we sound as opposed to the British sound. Okay. Well, maybe she was dead same on. language, different accents. So perhaps she had it nailed, but to my ear, it was rusty. Uh, but you know, there's a lot of. Uh, it's a lot of fun in that movie. I, I'd say definitely check it out for the hilarity of it. Anyways, there, there's some problematic sequences. Uh, the the one uh, African American character gets killed pretty early on. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's about it. There's Where twins. Do, oh, there's there's a whole twin story on that. They're sisters. They're twins. Actually, from the video cassette, I thought or the the cover, I thought it was actually Margot Kidder and the other gal were the sisters. So. There's more to it than that. So you had this on DVD or something? Oh, we have it on Blu-ray. Sorry. I said video, video cassette because I'm really old school. Alicia, how about you? Uh, so I'm going to recommend something I saw less than 12 hours ago, which was the season opener of Succession on HBO. And uh, it's a show about a family. It's basically the... problems of first world problems, I guess. Uh, So it's uh, a family that's got a big media corporation and uh, all the drama that happens between the members of the family and they're all kind of ruthless and selfish and have their own, you know, objectives and motives. And uh, the end of season two ended with kind of a, a big moment and a fracture in the family. And so this was the first episode showing the fallout of what had happened because of uh, the course of action of one of the kids, and it's great. It's it's just it's got it's it, it packs so much dialogue in a short amount of time, and and you can isolate maybe half of what they say as brilliant one-liners. It's just it's a great show. I would recommend it to anybody on HBO Max. Cool. Yeah. The. Uh the way you describe it makes it sound a little bit like uh, Trust, the Donald Sutherland series. I haven't watched that, but I could see the similarities from what I've seen of the of trailers yeah. and things for that. It's pretty good. Interesting. Um, it kind of has Brandon like a, Frazier a, is kind of a weird character in it. And it's in fun Trust? to watch him. Huh. In Trust, yeah. Well, and this says Brian Cox is the patriarch of the family. Uh, and he's amazing. I mean, he brings all that theater Shakespearean ferocity to the role. It's he's just a big lion. It's great. Right on. Yeah, I might check that out. It uh, kind of has I, like Veep level insults. Oh yeah. Except all serious. Right. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, 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 I went ahead and rewatched. Uh, the gimme shelter that I had seen and no one else had. Um, and I've forgotten that Brendan Frazier's in that too. Huh. Um, it's pretty funny. It's him. And uh, the uh, Vanessa Hudgens is the main character, um, but he's in it. And 
James Earl Jones and Rosario Dawson, uh, who they managed to make ugly somehow. I didn't think it was possible, but they like make her teeth bad and like she's some kind of, you know, drug addicted has, has some serious problems going on in her life. So, um, but yeah, I, I still enjoy that movie. I'm, uh, I'm processing everything under the lens of, uh, the recent loss of my grandmother. So I'm just like, (laughs) every movie's about death now. Hmm. Hmm. How, How does, how does that work now? How do I, how do I get through this? Okay. Um, Zach, how about you? What have you been watching? So I'm going to echo Aaron's uh, recommendation of Halloween Kills. Um, just, you know, uh, it, yeah, it's a sequel of a sequel, but it's, it's. I thought it was fun. Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, I can see where people probably have maybe some issues with it one way or the other, but uh, um, definitely fun for me. The other thing I wanted to just mention also real quick was uh, the new season of American Horror Story. Um, mm-hmm. It's called Double Feature. And so half of the season is um, taking place um, in, uh, was it Providence Town um, up in Massachusetts? Um, And it's about creatives and how creatives um, will do anything to, you know, uh, make it big and stuff like that. But there's Mm -hmm. like a deeper rooted evil there. Um, And then the second half of the season is about um, aliens, which I was like, yes, we finally get to American Horror Story touching on the aliens because they've had alien things in like every season, like tiny little alien things all around. Um, and um, it also uh, it has some fun with some of the conspiracy theories about aliens and the technology that we obtained between the 1950s and 1960s um, with Dwight uh, Eisenhower as president. I, I, th- I love it. I think it's so fun. It's like, it's like feeding right into like everything I love about like alien culture and um, just giving me great entertainment. Um, I, I just think American Horror Story has done so well for itself as an anthology series. And um, there's a few seasons I'm not a big fan of, but all in all, they've just done such a great job with keeping me entertained. Um, so, it, you know, if you, if you like aliens or pat- particularly like vampires, even it's not vampiric necessarily, but there's like vampire esque stuff happening. Um, then the newest season's really good. That's interesting. It gives you like, um, like half a season mm-hmm. to enjoy basically. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't like one, you can like the other. Yeah. Or you can at least be objective about which one's better than the other. <laughs> yeah. Cause you have these two options. Where yeah. did you watch uh, Halloween kills by the way? I went to the theater to see it. I saw it in Dolby Cinema, which was really good, really fun. Um, but I'm probably going to do a rewatch on Peacock. You That's should. Cool. Um, the first the first half of the American Horror Story is called Red Tide, and the second one's Death Valley. I haven't watched the second one yet. I'm glad to hear you said it was it's good so far. Yeah, that's the stuff they do with the whole history of the aliens from the. <laughs> The, the 1950s and stuff. Ugh, I, it's so fun. Right on. Well, Zach selected our movie this week, uh, 13 Ghosts, or as it's stylized, Thur 13 Ghosts. Um, 
It's uh, it was a movie. We uh, talked about the synopsis before. Um, I hadn't seen it. Alicia had not seen it. Um, so, Alicia, let's start with you. What were your thoughts on Thirteen Ghosts? Uh, it was fine. It was not my favorite. I the things I was most interested in. I feel like I uh, didn't get enough of. I'm I'm a sucker. I, I mean has to do with the history element, but I, I'm a sucker for like, this This harkens back to ancient lore. So I was all about wanting to know more about the stuff from the 1500s or 1300s that they're referencing and the machine and what the machine does. I, I still feel like I was a little unclear on what the machine did, opening a hole to hell, just unleashing hell on the world, I guess. Mm-hmm. Just a small goal. Uh, so I was, I kind of wanted more from that, uh, as to maybe some more specifics. Uh, I wanted to see more of the house. I wanted to like them to be running more around the whole house and doing different things in the different rooms of the house. So I wanted, you know, I I mean, that's quite a, a set, however much of it was, you know, real and not CGI, but I, I just wanted to explore more of that. I wanted to know more about some of the ghosts. I... Like, where'd they come from? You know, what happened to them? And maybe this is pointless. I don't need to know this. It's an hour and a half and it makes make it, it makes supposed to make you jump and just enjoy it and get over it. But I was kind of wanting to get a little bit more out of it. And I wanted a little bit to know a little bit more about Cyrus. And so it, what it gave me was not good enough to make me really enjoy it. So I think that's why I was hoping maybe to get some fulfillment out of some of these details that in maybe a little bit stronger story would not have been necessary and I don't even need it to feel satisfied, but that's kind of where I'm at with it. I was kind of wondering too at the end, and here I'm the first one to talk, so I'll be interested to hear what you guys say. Uh, Cyrus, the, I mean... Obviously faked his death with the killing machine ghost. Uh, and, spoiler alert. Uh, and <laughs> so I was kind of wondering, like, so was he wearing that same blood-soaked clothes and I assume neck makeup for like three or four days, like a week? I don't know how long that ago that happened. But I kind of was like, what's going on with that? And then they introduce this character that you think is their friend. And then she's really working for Cyrus and then I and then she's gone then she gets smushed with the ancient book what are you doing I don't know I just I was getting I would get into something then I get frustrated and it would go somewhere else I was like oh okay well you know I'm I'm along for the ride but I kept wondering about these other elements that were happening so I think I I could say I was left unsatisfied let's just leave it at that okay fair enough uh so with me going next um yeah, I think um, this is a movie that uh, uh, is so simple in its execution that that kind of actively works against it. Um, it doesn't really go into it, it doesn't really go in much detail about much of anything, um, and it seems like you know, the most successful element of the whole movie to what Alicia was saying to me was just the concept of that house. Um, the concept of the different chambers and all of these elaborate traps and uh, that the ghosts were down there and all that kind of stuff. 
but they forgot to develop like characters. You know, there's just really archetypes. Um, again, keeping it as simple as possible. You just have, you know, father, sister, brother, um, nanny, uh, you know, which is sort of a, sort of a replacement mother because the mom died. And again, um, putting my bias on full display here, um, this to me is a movie about compartmentalization and dealing with death because that's the climax of the movie is them hearing the mom's spirit say, I love you one more time. Um, which, you know, that part of the movie is successful as long as you, you bring that little, uh, you kind of put away the, I want more details on things, part of your brain. Um, which is not an easy thing for me to do. I'm always about details. Um, so much so that I went and read the Wikipedia article on it, and they talked about some kind of Blu-ray release that had special features on it. And anyway, I ended up finding this video on YouTube that's from the original DVD extras. That's F. Murray Abraham narrating like a short 10 minute video about the 13 ghosts themselves. Like what happened to them, who they were, you know, kind of what their, their backstory was a little bit. So yeah, it's like everything in the movie needed like a little bit more color, a little bit more, um, detail in it. And, uh, um, it's weird, like, and I, I didn't really even care that much, like, about the ghosts, but for that exact reason, because it was just like, these are the stock ghosts, and 13 is a number that we have to get to, and, you know, all of that sort of thing, um, which I think, oddly enough, is very, very similar to the problem with the uh, original version of this movie, the William Castle version, um, which is, is bad in a very fun kind of way. Uh, William Castle style. So, uh, Josh, how about you? Oh boy. Um, so Zach, I want to love you, man. It should make it so hard for me to love you. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, uh, That's the, okay. That's yeah. what most people say about me. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. This movie, I, the first time I saw it, I hated it. The first time I saw it, um, this time, my vitriol was toned down a little bit. Um, Alicia, I can't believe you want to see more of them running around the house because I felt like that's all the movie was. Well, was- I mean, it may have developed more motivation. Like maybe I would have shed a tear to Tony Shalhoub's, you know. It, it's filmed like angst. Star Trek. They only built one corridor, so they just got to shoot it from right. all the different angles. That's what it felt like to me, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just a glass house, and they run down identical hallways yeah. over and over Well, I mean, again. we saw a lot of the bathroom, because Shan bathroom, Elizabeth yeah, was really true. making sure that hair looked perfect for a really yeah. long time. But Yeah, she did things no one's ever done in a new bathroom, I think. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, Shalhoub... <laughs> Needed a new house, probably, I'm thinking, or he just put a down payment on a car, maybe, or needed something <laughs> like a paycheck is the only thing I could figure for Shaloub's involvement in this, because 
uh, I usually put him in more prestigious stuff in my head. Um, Shannon Elizabeth, I've never been a fan of. Matthew Lillard, I am particularly not a fan of. Uh, and he was oh. in full Lillard mode in this movie. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, just mugging it up like crazy. Um, when he finally gets bent in half, I was like, oh, thank God. Oh. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, it. I know, I understand it's supposed to be schlock fun, just a B-movie uh, kind of turn your brain off, enjoy it kind of movie. Um, it's just not my cup of tea per se. Um, yeah, I think it, I think what, some of what falls apart and we're talking about details and stuff here too, is that like Matthew Lillard's character is in it and he's the first one that like gets killed in the house or the second. I don't remember. Well, past the lawyer, the The lawyer lawyer got sliced in half. The lawyer. lawyer. (laughs) Yeah. That was their joke that they made. (laughs) Um, and then, uh, uh, yeah, I just feel like um, because everything, like the stakes of everything, are so low, it's just like all it, like we know that they have to fight twelve ghosts, and so it's just like twelve levels of a video game. You know, it's it's just okay. They figured this one out. They figured this one out. Who's in danger this time? Why are they in danger? You know, those sorts of things. And so if it becomes a very kind of, you know, you figure it out pretty quickly. And if you, if you try to pay attention too hard, there's nothing there to really reward you as far as I can tell. But some things though can be fun, kind of simple like that. I was getting a lot of uh, Goonies vibes. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we pick up the briefcase of money and, Everything, you know, gets set off. I don't know if, you know, the eye opens and One-Eyed Willie comes out or something at the end. Maybe I would have been like, <laughs> yay. But, yeah, I mean, y- you can do stuff with that premise. I, I just feel like I, I didn't care about the the family as much as the Goonies. <laughs> yeah. Um, Nathan, how about you? I'm going to dogpile on, I guess. Um, you know, this is – I subtitled the – the movie Tony Shalhoub tried to save. I mean, it's he's the only one not phoning this shit in because he, he read the script and thought, why not? I'll try. Even F. Mary Abraham couldn't do a damn thing with it. It's it's this is my least favorite F. Murray Abraham movie for sure. Um, I forgot I had even seen this. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think it's memorable mainly because of the cool concept of the house itself, like all the writing on the walls and the, the glass sliding around. That's, that's fun. I like that as a, a mechanic in the, the, and obviously they tried to make that look really good with production value. I think they'd kind of star Trek it a little bit, probably. That's why you don't see much more than that basic set of things. There's no, like th- there's nothing around the corner in the movie is going to like uh, surprise you about the house. You're pretty much seeing the same shit the whole way. Um, I, you know, I, I wanted to have fun with it. Um, there were times where I was actually having fun. Uh, uh, Willard, is that his name? Dillard? Matthew Lillard. Matt Lillard. Matthew Lillard. Um, he's just shaggy to me. <laughs> like, I, I don't really see him doing much more than shaggy, especially when he's aping his every single line. The whole, like, first 15 minute intro, which drug on way too damn long. Uh, was 
painful to get through. The only light in this movie to me was really Tony Shalhoub. He was, he's always worth watching even when he's doing crap. And this is a really good example. So I think it's interesting that they, they set up the fact that like Matthew Lillard's powers are things that he normally controls with medication yeah. But when he hasn't taken his medication, that's when he needs, that's when he can use the powers. And so F. Mary Abraham d- denies him the medicine at the beginning. Yeah. And then his whole, uh, that, that basically just turns his entire uh, motivation in the rest of the film into, I need to get money so I can buy my, me- my buy my pills that keep me from seeing ghosts. Oh, I know. Let's go to the house with all the ghosts. Yeah, I. Everybody's motivation was completely lost on me, uh, except for Tony Schlub, I guess. Uh, but even like the the framework of which you know, like structure of like how the house was supposed to be built was w- left really fuzzy. And you know, I think it, it's really criminal. You you said there were like it was a video game with twelve levels. It was like a video game with the same level 12 times. Like to me, there was really no differentiation between those ghosts aside from the kooky makeup that they had. Um, I mean, they would sneak up on you and bang the wall and sparks would fly and you jump. Okay. I mean, yes, they looked a little bit, obviously they looked a lot different, but personality wise as a ghost, they were just all shitheads. So, um, and they, they didn't have any motivation except to be, I mean, I, I like ghost stories that tell you a little bit about the ghosts. I mean, one of my favorite movies about ghosts is the others. So that probably tells you a little bit about what I like, but there you have it. Yeah. Okay. Um, (laughs) Aaron, how about you? Man, I love this movie. Uh, this, man, I, I watched this movie. I watched this Woo, movie day thank one. Goodness. And, there you go, Zach. Um, I, I was a huge Matthew Lillard fan with SLC Punk and Scream. I just, I just absolutely loved Matthew Lillard. Um, see, Tony Shalhoub did nothing for me. He was the guy from <laughs> Wings. Like I. I had no idea really who he was outside of, hey, he was in Wings, and I think he was that pawn shop <laughs> guy in Men in Black. Um, because Monk hadn't happened yet. So yeah. I, I really had forgotten who he was by the time this movie came out. And Thank you, Monk, for saving Tony Shalhoub from a career of <clears throat> being unremarkable the guy movies. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, the the movie has flaw after flaw after flaw, but it is so much fun to watch. Like, it, I will put it in and just let it go in the background because I, I I just enjoy watching it. Um, I like the set design. I loved the sh- the design of the house. I liked the tight corridors, which I'm claustrophobic, so that really freaked me out. Um, and, and the fact that the walls could shift at any minute, that man, that got to me. Um, so the, the scares hit a lot better for me. Again, I'm a huge fan of Matthew Lillard. I've met him a couple times at, at conventions and he's actually a pretty cool dude. Um, 
but I, I wish his career would have taken off more than just being shaggy. Uh, but you know, it is what it is. Um, I actually have the collector's edition Blu-ray. Collector's edition. Oh my god! There's a collector's edition. Yeah, oh my god, with this is with all the all the s- special features that Dale was talking about. How how they had planned, uh, you know, if the first one was really successful, that they were going to do movies to flesh out the ghosts. Oh, um, yeah, which I thought, okay. which I thought would have been great, but uh, that, you know, that's obviously the thing. It like, didn't happen. the more context you get, the more you understand why it is the way it is. Yeah, like they they give a little idea of what the machine does. And the machine's powered by the dark zodiac, and it uh, opens the eye of hell, which grants unlimited power. But they don't ever really explain what that power is and why Cyrus wants it other than its power. Um, so, yeah, the, the motivations are very plain. The characters are plain. But it's just a movie I enjoy. Like, I just, I love it. The, the ghosts... The ghost makeup were creepy. The 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 walls of the house were awesome. I just I enjoy this movie, man. Okay, I have a question that you guys may not be able to answer, but especially if Aaron has watched this many, many times. So when all the ghosts at the end, when the house like explodes and you see them all on the lawn like walking off, like are they are have their souls been released or are they all going back to their old haunts just to haunt? Maybe that would have been picked up in a sequel. I'm just curious what you think. It's insinuated that they go back to their old haunts. Okay. um, Because they just walk off into the distance uh, instead of, like, ascending or or anything. uh, like crossing over. Like the mother does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it's it's very... uh, is it like when the they, Ghostbusters they containment system exploded it. and now they're just out in the world somewhere? I don't know. I figured they would be drawn back to the place that they were originally caught. Something that means something to them. Yeah, it's a good question. The movie doesn't doesn't answer that one. Yeah, because uh, I would assume that evil evil remains evil, and they're still evil despite. You know everything's happened, so yeah. they kind of well, just they kind of acted like they were ways. tortured soul. I mean, they were obviously tortured souls, so they kind of acted like that's why he wanted them because they had gone through so much. And because what did they say? Because they their death had been a moment of violence. That's what makes them then violent as ghosts. I guess something like that. They said. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it is also bizarre that Matthew Lillard has a, a drug-fueled ability to see the ghosts, but everybody else has glasses that can see the ghosts, except F. Murray Abraham, for some reason. Doesn't have it at the beginning of the movie. And it's like, okay, so why did he need... Well, Matthew Lillard, Matthew Lillard designed the glasses, the glasses? Yeah, he because did he, wear the glasses. He was he was So then what does this medication do? I, it was, I, it like was keeping all... him from those like seizure type flashbacky things yeah, that happened to him. The, uh, okay. He 
the like if, reading like, people's history. Yeah, just kind power. of yeah. dulls that that part of his senses. Yeah, and that's uh, one of the things Cyrus says to him at the beginning when he knocks the pills out of his hands. Is he's like, "I need you. I don't need you stoned." Um, he he needed him alert. Uh, to because he could touch the ground and and sense where the ghost was. He still needed the glasses to see them, but yeah, gotcha. He he could sense them. Christine, how about you? I uh, I don't have much more to add to what's been said already. Uh, I very much agree. Uh, uh, the first time I watched the full thing, I had seen bits and pieces of it on TV in the past, and I was like, okay, I know most of this movie, and then a couple weeks ago at work, uh, somebody in my office put the movie on, and that's how I saw the full way through, was at work just in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was actually, uh, an easier way for me to watch it than... Just sitting down and watching it straight through myself, I think. I I wasn't, like, too focused on all the specifics or anything like that. It was like, okay, fun ghost movie. Yeah. That was was better way to watch it, I feel like. Because I'm not too caught up in all the details or anything like that. Um, But the other thing I thought was funny, Josh and I were talking about it when we were watching it. Uh, at the end of the movie, when like all the ghosts are like around the the uh, the opening, and Tony Shalhoub's there, he's like counting on his fingers the number of ghosts. And I'm like, wait a minute, isn't he supposed to be a math teacher? <laughs> like, <laughs> why is he counting the number of ghosts on his fingers? Shouldn't he be able to do this in his head? <laughs> Maybe he's a kindergarten master. That's <laughs> as far as he as far as he learned. Yeah. Um, all right, Zach, I'll put you out of your misery here. Um, what the <laughs> hell, man? Why did we watch Thirteen Ghosts? And he's frozen. <laughs> now you're yeah, back. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, my internet connection's terrible. Uh, even though I have better internet than I used to. Um, yeah, what the hell, me? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I saw this originally in the theaters uh and I think at the time for me I've never been like a horror film fan necessarily like I'll watch them but like you know some people are very much this is the time of year they love Halloween is their their go-to holiday they they do the you know the watch throughs of a lot of um scary movies or horror films or things like that. And I've like picked them up along the way and kind of was into like the saw films for a little while. And, you know, it was never really my genre, but when I saw this one, I just thought it was, I get at the time, you know, when it was came out in theaters, kind of a little bit more unique in a way that I hadn't seen, um, like horror films done. Um, and I, I didn't actually know it was a remake until later, um, I have not seen the original, but I, I don't think I would enjoy it maybe as much as I enjoy this one. Uh, also a Matthew Lillard fan. And this was like peak Matthew Lillard. I mean, this was uh, prior to Scooby-Doo, but after Scream. And he did another one called like Dead Man's Curve, I think, or something like that. Um, and so, 
yeah, I just really enjoyed his performances. He's a little campy and he's a little over the top, but I just, I mean, he's animated. So um, I at least uh, uh, appreciate that. Um, but but overall, I, I think I just, yeah, I didn't really invest myself too much in, in like the semantics of it all. Um, I do agree. Yeah, we could definitely use a little bit more story, a little bit more background about some of the ghosts. I mean, you all made some very valid points. Um, and uh, I think that that would have been interesting to kind of see if this would have gone on to be um, uh, a, a franchise, uh, sort of like the Annabelle stuff or the Conjuring stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, because those have been very successful and they've been able to branch out in those worlds really well. And people love that kind of stuff. Um, so it does make me wonder if now that the, the film's like 20 years old, might, might Bloomhouse uh, pick it up and, and redo it again and, and go on a, you know, um, a journey with that perhaps, you know, being there, them being like the big production company that does a lot of the horror films now and stuff. Um, uh, it would be interesting to see. Um, but I, yeah, Chan Elizabeth, of course, coming out of American pie at the time. Um, I was a big fan of hers cause I was, yeah. uh, you know, I was of that age where that she was like the it girl of the time. So being, you know, seeing her in this role, um, definitely was, it was fun. That was fun for me at the, at the time. And, and now we do, you know, she's not as, not to say well-known, but as popular doing as much. Um, and then, uh, yeah, of course, Tony Shalhoub, pre-monk, um, you know, getting some of that. So I don't know. I just thought it would be interesting uh, discussion overall, just because I know some people love it. Some people hate it. Um, you know, some people are kind of indifferent to it and um, you know, it's spooky season. So we got to watch something spooky, um, yeah, but I didn't want to make it, you know, anything too crazy for it because uh, they've got, uh, you know, Scream Factory put out the Blu-ray. Um, so yeah, there has to be, you know, at least some niche of fans that are interested in it and, you know, I could see a movie like that coming to shutter and getting, you know, a more thorough examination. And um, yeah. with all the stuff that we're asking questions about, like a series might be Ooh. even more of a mm-hmm. way to yeah, go with it. I, I could totally too. see that. I mean, this it's definitely. primed for episodicness. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Exactly. 13 uh, episodes. Exactly. <laughs> well, 12 anyways, but yeah. yeah, 13. I thought too, when I was watching this, I was like back in the day when, you know, there was a time where on a Saturday I would turn on TBS and TNT and just let that be in the background all day with like movies exactly like this kind of movie. Mm-hmm. And I could totally see myself watching this again and again and again and again on television just with your Saturday afternoon lineup. It's, I mean, it's primed perfect. I mean, you give each of the ghosts a cold open backstory and then you go right. into the episode for maybe 30, 45 minutes and then, you know, something shitty happens and then you move to the next episode. It would mm-hmm. be, it would actually be a pretty great series. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Let's write it. So. More, more information, <laughs> please. Um, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I like hearing about um, the special features and stuff. Uh, when I, like I said, when I saw the that the Blu-ray was out and they had um, those extra, you know, bits in there, um, that was like somebody's favorite DVD extra of all time was that they actually talk a little bit about the ghosts in Thirteen Ghosts. So there you have it. Somebody, there's always a fan of something. Um, but it is uh, Christine's turn to pick the next movie. Christine, what would you like for us to watch? like us to watch uh, Wendigo 
Also from 2001. Okay. So I have the uh, just watch summary because the IMDb summary is like a very long detailed paragraph that describes okay. the whole entire movie. Uh, a family from the city decide to spend a weekend away at a friend's country farmhouse. But a fluke accident sets off a chain of events that alters their lives forever and conjures up the ferocious spirit of the Wendigo. Okay. Sounds good. Well, uh, thanks everybody for the discussion on 13 Ghosts. Thanks everybody out there for listening. We will see you on the next Deeply Discussing Movie Podcast. Bye.